Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence in coffee. Hey, you guys. Okay, so... I'm going to get right to it. Uh, We are going to talk about confidence today and how to get practical and apply that to your life. We talk about feel confident, be confident, or have you ever heard the saying, fake it till you make it? I more so want to give you practical tips when it gets really uh, pressured and you start to feel those insecurities rise. I want to give you the practical tips in how to dismiss those and dive into confidence in Christ, um, adding some biblical principles and how to do that. So, but before we do, you guys know that I'm going to ask you to leave me a review. Okay. Leave me a review. Um, every month, actually I have been buying coffee. So once a month I buy 10 people, a cup of coffee, if they screenshot their, uh, review before they submit it because I think it disappears. Um, send it to me and then I, I'm buying your coffee for the day. So if you're listening to this before that 10 people's up, go do it ASAP. Um, and then also I want to introduce you guys to something that we have that has been a long time dream of mine and it is just a way to actually connect through text message where I you get all the extra stuff so the things that I can't share on the podcast and the things that I can't share through uh, social media and and everywhere you get here uh, through a daily dose of confidence and coffee community uh, where you're gonna get daily encouragement you're gonna get um, access to our Facebook group where we have two live events with me um, where you give me your request for coaching or whatever or anything that you questions you want answered and then we go over those during that live event so you get free coaching you get daily encouragement you get devotional bible time with me where we break bible verses down and we just dive deeper into things that i can't do anywhere else and we get to intimately connect and so i'm going to drop that um more information more details about what you're going to get um below and if you're listening to this podcast right now uh, you get 30% off. So if you use code Ashley 30, you're going to get 30% off from that subscription, um, for your first month of joining my community. So, uh, don't forget to go back to the show notes and find more information and how to subscribe there. Okay. Let's dive into it. Seven biblical steps in to conquer low self-esteem and grow some self-confidence. Okay. Uh, listen, we always talk about, feel confident, confidence in Christ, confidence, identity, value. And we've talked about a lot of those things. We've talked about worth. We've talked about value. We have talked about boundaries and how to protect your value and how to protect your worth and your time. Uh, I like to keep things practical. 
Okay, so I want to define confidence because what actually is confidence? I mean, what actually is a Christian confidence? I think we see a lot of fake confidence in the world. I think we see a lot of shallowness. But I want to ultimately talk about what is a biblical confidence and how to uh, apply that to your life. Okay, so I have my phony phone here uh, because I love to write stuff down just to be productive, but I'm just going to keep it in the scenes, okay? In the scenes. Um, So what is low self-esteem? Let's go over that first. Let's go over what low self-esteem is and see if you identify with that. Uh, And you're like, yes. And then we'll go over what confidence is. So it implies that you lack confidence about who you are and what you can do. Most of the time you feel incompetent, unloved, and inadequate. Maybe that's you today. You are constantly afraid of making mistakes, failing, or letting other people down. As a result, you overcompensate in everything you do. You work extra hard. You overthink. You want to know the outcome. You are stressed, weary, overwhelmed, depressed, and just feel like you hit rock bottom. The bottom line is this, that it reduces the quality of your life. Having low self-esteem reduces the quality of your life. I know exactly what that feels like. Okay, I have been down that road. I have hit rock bottom. I know the experiences. I know the overcompensation. Um, I have shared my story of the worthlessness that I dealt with my like most of my life until Christ, until he really sat me on my butt. And he's like, look, I love you despite anything. Simmer down. And so it makes you just really force yourself to look at yourself and make a decision if you love yourself the way Christ loves you. And I think the pandemic challenged us in all of that. Amen. So here's some uh, characteristics of low self-esteem. Self-criticism, self-doubt, fear, failure, imposter syndrome, feeling of hopelessness, uh, anxiety, self-reliance, people-pleasing. Stress, sadness, shame, guilt, perfectionism, difficulty accepting positive feedback or compliments, uh, even difficulty accepting uh, a productive criticism, accountability, suspicious or distrusting of others and their motives. Let's breathe for a second. That's a lot to take in because I have A to Z, girl. A to Z have dealt with all of those things, sis. Okay, so what do we do about that? What do we do about that? Let's start with a transformation prayer. Ashley, how cliche, I know. But really, prayer and speaking to God out of my mouth, even when I didn't feel like it, was actually the birth of confidence. Because though our circumstances change, people let us down. Things are unstable everywhere around us. God never changes. That is the confidence. That is where you'll find confidence. So if God never changes, we have confidence that God doesn't change. Now what does God say about me? Now what does God say about the purpose that he has in me? That's where confidence is rooted. Because when this around us is all ever changing, he is not. 
we're still having feelings of disappointment. We still want to chew our husbands out. We still want to yell at our kids. We still grieve. We still are angry, confused. Those are real feelings, but God never changes. And so to protect our confidence, we have to shift our minds into that. God never changes. I'm feeling this way. And then what do we do about those feelings? So we're going to talk about that, but let's go back to prayer. Okay. How do you conquer low self-esteem and build confidence? The first thing I brought this up was prayer because it's just, it needs to be first. It genuinely needs because the, the real healthy confidence, the things that are going to help you get through those hard times is prayer. Um, how many of us have went through shopping, went to shopping, went to a friend, went to drinking a glass of wine, went to going to get a cup of star. I'm, I know I'm speaking on this because I've done it. Like I still struggle with it daily. Like let's be real, but I know the solution. And so it's a daily decision to be confident. You first need to be transformed. Okay. You need to accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, repent from your sins. Once he becomes your Lord and savior, transformation is coming. Is it in the next day? No, but we know we're loved and that motivates us to keep going. No one puts new wine into old wine skins. Okay. Let's talk about that. Otherwise the wine will burst the skins and the wine is lost in the skins as well. No one puts new wine into fresh wine skins. Mark 2.22. Ask God to transform you by renewing your mind, what we just talked about, so that you can no longer be conformed to the pattern of this world, but that you may know his will and purpose for your life, that which is good and pleasing and perfect. Renew your mind. Shift your perspective. Everything sucks, but God never changes. Renew your mind on that, on that truth, on that solid rock. Forgive your transgressions. So we're going to talk about this later on. Uh, I'm still putting that uh, episode together about forgiveness in general and how do we get past hurt and what does forgiveness actually look like? So there's a difference between um, passiveness and just letting people run all over you and forgiveness and really standing up for yourself. Uh, And we're going to talk about what healthy forgiveness is. Um, But one thing that we as natural human beings who have been through childhood trauma have a hard time doing is forgiving ourselves. We, we have a hard time giving ourselves grace. We like expect nothing from anybody, but expect everything from ourselves. And we ultimately are just, we have a hard time with forgiving our mistakes. It always stops at shame. It's the devil's tool. Like it always stops at shame when we make a mistake. And that's where it goes rather than, I make mistakes too. I forgive myself because you're worthy of forgiveness because, uh, Christ died for you to be able to do that. So if anything, it's a little selfish. You know what I'm saying? Okay. This might not be the easiest part of the transformation. It it actually isn't. It's not. We talked about writing a letter to yourself uh, and how that difficult that was for me because that was me going back at what I call darkness and actually facing a little girl that um, I was shamed about. I was shamed of her. I was ashamed of her and I was ashamed of the worthlessness that she felt rather than just pulling her out. And so this is actually one of the most difficult parts of healing, um, but it is absolutely necessary if you want this confidence. Forgiveness will set you free. Romans 12 states, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, never repay evil for evil to anyone, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. 
Never take revenge. Never argue in the comment section. Oh my gosh, you guys. I got like the religious folks came after me for Halloween. Okay. Um, and that's like a whole nother subject, but I show love. I, I approach my subjects with love. I, I talk about the things of what I do, what I struggle with love. Not that I want to project, not that I want to convince, but just who I am in Christ. This is who I am. This is what I struggle with, but it doesn't take away from the value and purpose that God has for me, for you to encourage, to lift you up, to shine a light on the Lord. Um, because my love, his love for me isn't based on my qualities or anything that I'm like freaking good at. It's just based on who he is and who I am in him, transgressions, mistakes, struggles, and all. And so back with that, um, people, I approach these things with love. People don't always receive that. And what I tend to do is once they don't receive the love or can disagree with love or whatever you want to call it, I move on. Paul, I've read about, I've been studying Paul and he was preaching to the church. Um, one of the very first churches that he preached on and they were doubting him as an apostle because he wasn't one of the 12 that Jesus chose. And he ripped in, he ripped them a new one. It was pretty great. Um, it's in Galatians, I believe. Uh, but, uh, he basically was like, look, here's the truth. Oh, and they were struggling with the, the second coming of Christ. They were struggling with that concept. And so he really kind of broke things down for them and helped them understand about Jesus coming back and his death and his resurrection and that you don't have to be circumcised and that he is an apostle. And he had to break all these things down, uh, basically from a deconstruction of a religion that they had believed their whole life. And so in that, like they still didn't receive that truth. They didn't receive it. So Paul said, you know what? I wash my hands of this. I won't, uh, your blood is on your hands. I won't be to blame. Uh, and so you have to come to a point where it's like, you know what? Vengeance is not mine. It's the Lord's and I'm washing my hands of this and I came to you with love and now it's time to move on. So which brings me to this point, let go of the past. You are now a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come once you accept Jesus, um, accept that you are precious and loved by God. Declare who you are in Christ now. You're like, who am I in Christ? Well, let me name a few things. Okay, Proverbs 23, 7 states, as a man thinks, so is he. <sighs> okay, Ashley. So if you think you're unqualified, then you're unqualified, which we are unqualified, but it has to go back to the perspective that Jesus still calls us. Yeah, I'm unqualified, but Jesus called me and he will get me through it. Okay. Receive your victory in Christ. So declare who you are in Christ. Receive your victory in Christ. Declaring who you are in Christ is who are you. Well, a few things I want to name is God says that he has purposely and wonderfully made you and that he created you in your mother's womb before you were born. He had a destiny already set out for you individually, specifically. He also said that he made you not in the image of the mountains, not in the image of the birds. And he doesn't even say that about them. He said, I made the birds, I made the mountains, but he made you in the image of who he is. And you know what he said about you? He said everything else that he created before you was good. And he actually created all those things for us. But what he said about you was you are very good. 
So I am very good. I am made in the image of I am a son and daughter of the one true God of a king. I I own I'm in a kingdom. I'm royalty. Hello, I belong. I'm adopted. I'm restored. Say those things out loud. I tell my clients as I coach them, I'm like, um, there's no embarrassment in actually just sitting in a corner and yelling at yourself. Get on to yourself. Remind yourself of who you are. Put your mind to submission. Renew it with what's true. Even if it doesn't feel true, let it be true because that is the word of God. And if you believe in the word of God, then speak it to your mind because your feelings are feelings and they should be valid, but they should not run against the truth of who God is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, and then receive the victory in Christ and declare who you are. So receiving it, I receive what I'm saying. I receive whoever believes in me will not be put to shame. Romans 10, 11. So shame ultimately is what really feeds into our low self-esteem. Shame feeds into the fact that like, we are just never going to be good enough and we always make mistakes and shame is so crippling and it'll really mess up your life. It'll mess up your purpose. It'll keep you going from where you need to be. And so receiving your victory in Christ is saying, you know what? I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he rose from the grave so I didn't have to be put to death and that I could be connected. The veil is torn so I could actually be connected to God. There is no separation. Receive that for yourself and then walk in that victory, even if it doesn't feel like victory. It's not always going to, I mean, honestly, what does victory feel like? Who, who made that decision? Do you think that when Jesus was being beat and put on the cross, that it felt like victory? No, it felt like pain. But it had a bigger purpose than himself, and he knew that. So receive that, even if it, you don't feel like it. Stop letting your feelings run. Validate your feelings and, and give them to God. They're so very real, but let him go in there with you, in your feelings. Come in my feelings with me, God, and let, like, I am an, I'm a visionary. And so when I'm in my feelings, when I struggle with doubt, which is a big thing for me, or shame tries to sneak in, I close my eyes and I just imagine my father wrapping his arms around me and just holding me as I feel these feelings and just sustaining myself and embracing myself into who he is. Um, and then finally, I want you to find a supportive community. So since the pandemic, I think that it, it was always hard to like have relationships with people, but I believe the pandemic has really inflamed that issue because we were so isolated and we have to deal with ourselves and in dealing with ourselves, do we actually want to be around other people? And then just the eye opening of just how people hurt. And it's just a lot. It dealt, it, it literally forces to bring a lot of things up that we were too busy to deal with. And when we got sat on our butts, we actually had to face those things. We didn't have a decision. We didn't have a choice. And so it's dangerous. I believe that God puts you through isolating seasons. I believe that we all go through an isolating season just to be with God. But then there's a time where you need community. You really genuinely need somebody that you, like if you're in a season of like busy motherhood, then maybe it's your spouse. Okay. Let's be practical. I always want to be practical. So maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your 
sister-in-law, maybe it's your grandmother, maybe it's your best friend half from high school, whatever it is. Maybe it's your pastor from church. Um, I'm telling you what, just remember that you want to be just like you want to be the helper of people. Like, please call me, please. I want to help you. So do those people for you. You're worthy of their help and you don't have to be afraid of what they're going to think of you. That's the devil. He wants to isolate you in that. Um, into like, what if they really know me? What if they really know me? Will they love me? Well, if they don't, thank God you figured that out now. But you should never hide who you are. Because if you continue to do that, God can't heal it. If you don't bring it to the light, whatever it is you're afraid of, whatever it is you're afraid of people to find out. Because... There's an empowerment when you don't let the devil keep you in isolation of what you're afraid of what people think. There's an empowerment because now you're literally living in who God created you to be, flaws and all. You're not hiding anything about yourself because you don't care. You don't care. That is confidence, my friend. That is confidence. And to find a healthy community, we have to get there. And we're not going to feel that every day. So that's when we lean on each other. We lean on each other. So here's what Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says. Let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. We got to lean on each other. So find your people. Okay. I'm going to be bold with you for a second. Just because they say they love Jesus, they may not be your people. Like, oh, they love Jesus. They're my people. They may not be. They may not relate with you in any way whatsoever. So make sure let's be practical in the realm of like, are they in the same season in me? Are we clicking? Is there chemistry? Like not just the fact that like Jesus, okay? Let's, let's be real. You and your, there's spouses out there that both love God and that's going to sustain us. And then when they get to real marriage, no, it's not. You got to put some work in. You got to intentionally choose and love each other and like sacrifice and all the things. And so ha- knowing God, unfortunately, isn't enough You, in regard of relationships. You have to put the work in. You have to choose each other. You have to be real and honest about who you are and who they are and if, if that's going to work out with the season that you're in. Okay. All right. So I love you guys. I want you to remember this as we end this, your confidence is not found in your status, your relationships, wealth, or belongings. And when you know who you are, you don't have to prove who you are because you are defined by who you belong to. Please write that down. Your confidence is rooted in God who created you. So today I want you to take not only subscribe to my community, but I have a very free uh, devotional and it is five days to a more confident you. And I want you to go get that. I'll leave it in the show notes. I want you to do it. I want you to take five days and just intentionally just get really familiar with who God created you to be and day by day by day, walk in that. Even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it feels awkward, even if it doesn't feel normal, just make that decision to do that. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you next time. Chat confidence and coffee. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at ashleyhammond.com where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 
And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews, and the comments. Plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. Make sure you tune in next time on Confidence and Coffee.